0: hello podcast welcome to episode 113 here of the yours truly podcast if you are listening to this in real time on the day this episode airs it is let me check my calendar to make sure But it is, yeah, the day after election day. It is Wednesday, November 4th. I'm currently recording the intro to this episode about two weeks prior to the date you were listening to this. It's kind of like one of those things when sitting here recording this now, I wonder all that I will know on november 4th that i don't know now (laughs) the outcome of the election the debates or the one debate that will happen i guess in the meantime how everything plays out i um i don't know about you but i feel um i don't know if anxious is the right word i think there's definitely some anxiety there's a level of anticipation for all that's going to happen over the next couple of weeks and again as you are listening to these to this episode we know how it works out, but me sitting here about two weeks earlier, I just am not quite sure yet. But, anyways, I am so happy that you are joining me here on episode 113. I have a wonderful conversation with yet another guest that I can't wait to share with you. But before we hop into that, if you listen to last week's episode, episode 112. I talked about a giveaway that I am going to be doing over the month of November. I'm calling it my attitude of gratitude giveaway because I don't know about you, but there's just something about the month of November that reminds me of gratitude. Maybe it's Thanksgiving that we celebrate, at least here in the U.S. in November. Maybe it's you know, the, the holiday season that is coming up and just how cozy fall feels. It just makes me feel grateful for so many different things, um, especially especially something that I feel grateful for this year and a couple of the years prior that this podcast has been in existence is for all of you who come back week after week, who listen to the show, or even if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, I am so incredibly grateful that you are here spending a little bit of time out of your day to listen, to learn not only from me, but also from so many of the incredible guests that we have here on the show so in order to celebrate our attitude of gratitude month of november again as i introduced a little bit more in depth on last week's episode i am hosting a giveaway so uh, the giveaway if you, if you didn't catch last week's episode if you're like well what can i win were you what are you giving away um well if you're a returning listener of the show you've probably heard me talk a couple times over the past month, month and a half about my new course, the intuitive eating discovery course. And I am going to be giving away a spot in this course entirely hundred percent for free to the winner of this giveaway. So very briefly, if you haven't heard about the course yet, if you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, I created this as a resource for those who are sick and tired of dieting and having stress around food and have food really rule their lives, for lack of a better term. The course is for those who maybe know that yo-yo dieting and feeling out of control around food isn't healthy or sustainable, but they don't know how to stop that cycle. Or maybe it's for you if you've heard about intuitive eating and you've heard that it can help you create a better relationship with food, but you have no idea really what intuitive eating is, let alone how the heck to get started with intuitive eating. So if any of that resonates with you, the course contains eight guided coaching lessons that are filled with real life tools that can be applied to your life As soon as you take the course, as soon as you listen, there are downloadable PDF worksheets following each audio coaching lesson that contain key takeaways and journal prompts and activities to help you set realistic goals and take action on everything that you learn in each coaching coaching lesson. There is lifelong access to a Facebook community that is exclusive for course participants where we celebrate wins. You can ask questions. I do a weekly live Q&A again, exclusively for course participants in that Facebook community. There's also a ton of bonus content. There's a mindful eating exercise. There is a guest coaching session on body image from one of our previous guests here, her name is Brianna Campos. I think her episode is, I don't know why 84 stands out of my mind, 84, 87. Should have looked before I introduced her here, but you can go back and find her episode as well as her guest coaching session in the bonus content of the course. And there is so much more, but for the sake of trying to be brief in introducing this giveaway, I'll stop there. So if you'd like to enter to win a spot in this intuitive eating discovery course for free, here's what you have to do. And really it is pretty simple. I think so many giveaways these days are so complicated and there's like a bajillion and a half steps that you have to go through. So I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. All you have to do to enter into the giveaway is tap those five stars on Apple Podcasts and leave a review as well on Apple Podcasts, sharing what you enjoy about the show, what you're learning, Etc. Doesn't have to be super long, doesn't have to be you writing a novel about the podcast. All you have to do here on Apple Podcasts is tap the five stars again and leave a review. Uh, If you're not listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, I know there are a fair number of you who listen on Spotify or maybe another platform that doesn't necessarily allow you to write a review. What you can do if you would like to enter into the giveaway is simply take a screenshot of either this episode or another episode of the podcast and share it somewhere on your social media. This could be on your Instagram story. You could do a feed post, just share the podcast, make sure you tag me so I can see it and share something that you love about the show. When you make that post So once you leave your review or maybe you take the alternative route that I just described, my team and I will enter you into our giveaway and the giveaway will run from now until the end of this month, until the end of November 2020. And our winner will be announced on our episode that will air on December 2nd. 2020 so get those reviews in and best of luck to all of you who choose to enter and last thing here if you don't really want to leave snagging a spot in the course up to chance you want to learn more about it now you want to get involved with the course before the holiday season rolls around you can visit clairetuning.com/slash course to learn more about it and if you're reading there you feel like it's for you and you choose then to enroll i actually have a discount code as a thank you for being a listener of the podcast here so again if you choose to enroll you can simply enter the code podcast at checkout for 10 percent off of your enrollment investment in the intuitive eating discovery course and i hope to see you there very soon but Now that I've introduced the giveaway, I have to dive into our Yours Truly Goalslayer featured post of the week. So if you are new around here, if this is your first time being with us on the show, this is a free private Facebook community that I host. It is open for anyone and everyone who is wanting to learn more about intuitive eating, gather community support, and just be surrounded in a virtual space by like-minded individuals who are maybe sharing a little bit in similar experiences. So today's post comes from a member of our community and she writes, so I've been having health problems and I have to go to a lot of doctor's appointments and do a lot of painful physical therapy. As a pick me up, my husband stops and gets me a milkshake. I usually get a small milkshake and drink it over the course of a couple of days and engage in some behaviors to quote unquote, make up for it. But today I got a medium milkshake, I drank half happily, and I asked for a burger and fries because it was a rough session. And you know what? I am still going to have dinner. So a big shout out and a thank you to this goal slayer, this member of our community. I think this really highlights the importance of using food at times to cope and to celebrate and how that is so very okay. And it's definitely part of having a normal and healthy relationship with food. I also think this really highlights the importance of not letting one eating decision impact the rest of our day in a negative or a restrictive way as this person is sharing she's enjoying the milkshake she's enjoying a meal with it and she's decided that later in the evening she's going to continue eating meals and offering her body The fuel that she absolutely needs not only to be a human but also to continue recovering so again a really big thank you to this goal slayer i hope this serves as a helpful reminder to you today listening that we can enjoy a variety of foods. We don't have to get into this restrictive or compensatory relationship with food or you know, using certain behaviors to quote unquote, make up for what we've eaten because our body knows what to do with the food that we offer it. Only disclaimer there is if you're allergic, uh, please do not eat food that you're allergic to because your body will not respond well to that, but um, other foods we can definitely enjoy and they can all have a space in our lives. So without further ado, now that we've talked about giveaway, we've done our Goal Slayer post of the week, actually, hold on a minute, how could I forget to tell you how to come and join us in the Goal Slayer Facebook community? I've done this like almost 120 times, but sometimes I still forget. Arguably, the most important part of sharing that post of the week is inviting you to come and join us in that community if you're not there already. So, if you want to join us in the free private Facebook community, you can visit clairetuning.com/community. Again, clairetuning.com/community. Fill out the application there. It's pretty simple, pretty brief, just so we can learn about you, you can learn ground rules of the community, and then we will welcome you with open arms to come and hang out with all of us. So, now I think I can do my transition music. Let me go through my mental checklist, make sure I didn't forget anything else, but I think we're good now. So rewind to a couple of moments ago when I did my super fancy transition music. (laughs) Okay, now, without further ado, I am so jazzed, I have no idea why I just used the word jazzed. I don't know, I think it sounds more exciting than to say I'm so excited. But anywho, I'm so jazzed to introduce my guest to you all today. Her name is Mackenzie Caldwell, and I'm going to read a little bit off of her bio here so you can learn more about her and her training, and then I'll give you some insight into what the heck we're talking about today. So Mackenzie Caldwell is a registered dietitian and owner of the Charlotte, North Carolina based private practice, Feed Your Zest Nutrition and Wellness, where she specializes in nutrition therapy for hypothalamic amenorrhea, pregnancy, diabetes, and eating disorders using a weight inclusive approach. Mackenzie empowers her clients to look beyond food as they move towards thriving through intuitive eating. Mackenzie attended Cornell University for her BS in nutritional sciences and completed her master of public health and dietetic internship at UNC Chapel Hill, where she also completed additional training in maternal and child health and developmental disabilities. Creating resources, teaching students, and training dietetic interns as a preceptor energizes her and gives her hope for the future of weight-inclusive healthcare who Mackenzie bio is a mouthful because she has done so much. And I really think her training and her expertise will be so very evident to you throughout our conversation here on this episode. So throughout the conversation that I'm about to share with you, Mackenzie and I talk about what the heck is hypothalamic amenorrhea or HA, as you will hear us refer to it as. You'll also hear me butcher the pronunciation of HA. We have a little discussion on how do you pronounce this long and medicalized term? Is it hypothalamic? Is it hypothalamic? Um, I don't really know. I'm going to go with her pronunciation because again, she is more of the expert in in this area of nutrition. But in addition to that, we also talk about how eating disorders and disordered patterns of eating can impact our monthly cycles. Um, She shares a little bit about how, although disordered eating patterns can impact our monthly cycles, you don't necessarily have to lose your period or have irregularities with your cycle in order to be someone who is struggling with an eating disorder, or again, a disordered relationship with food. And at the end of the episode, she offers some really helpful tips on what the heck you can do if you are someone who is struggling with irregularities in your cycle, you're maybe missing a period, you have been for a while, and you think it could be related to eating patterns, but you don't really know. So again, she offers lots of helpful tips and resources there. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Mackenzie, and I hope you enjoy. All right, Mackenzie, welcome to the Yours Truly podcast. How are you this morning?
1: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: I'm doing okay. I, I didn't show you this before we hit record, but I have to show you my drink that I made I'm very proud of. Have you ever had the pumpkin cream cold brew at Starbucks? Have you tried it yet? I So I haven't purely because the I, I do
1: not like the the coffee with just the cold foam on top. Uh Like, I feel like it has to have the cream in the coffee. And so then I just kind of (laughs) threw it all out the
0: window. I was like, screw this. (laughs) Okay. But you you know what I'm talking about when I say like you have the visual. I woke up this morning, woman on a mission to make my own version of Starbucks Uh pumpkin cream cold brew. It came out pretty, pretty well, but I do have to say maybe next time when I make it, I'll have to like layer cold brew cream, cold brew cream. Cause I get what you're saying about how all the cream just sits on the top and it's not mixed in. I see how that could be annoying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just thinking of the cold foam. I don't know. But, (laughs) um, I bought, speaking of Starbucks pumpkin spice, Uh the Starbucks brand pumpkin spice creamer that you just like get at the grocery store. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, like 10 out of 10. It's really 10 good.
0: 10 out of 10 recommend. Before we even get into our episode, our listeners already have a takeaway. Pumpkin cream creamer from
1: Starbucks, but at the grocery store. Love it. Yes. Um,
0: yes. Well, I guess I could have saved that for a this or that question, but that is not on the list. That's totally okay though. Um, but I do have a couple of this or that questions so that myself and the audience can get to know you in a fun way before we dive in. So are you ready? Yes. Okay. So when it comes to streaming services, do you prefer Netflix or Disney Plus? I don't have Disney Plus, so Netflix. Okay. Easy answer there. (laughs) All right. Second one. This is a food-related question. Pizza or burgers? Oh, gosh. I feel like
1: I like both a lot. Um, I could have pizza more often though. So pizza. Okay. I,
0: oh, that's a tough one. I would have to agree that I feel like, well, I guess you could make a lot of different versions of burgers, but I feel like pizza, you can make so many different versions and varieties, different toppings, Mm -hmm. different sauces. So I'm with you. If I had to have only one, I think it would be pizza. Yeah. Um, Okay. Next one, sunrise or sunset.
1: Yeah. I cannot get up early enough for the sunrise.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, <man>. sunset.
1: It's Sunset. <laughs>
0: that was, um. I love the, I know it, people can't see you who are listening, but like the biggest smile just came to your face when you heard the sunrise. You were like, heck no, <laughs> I will not, up, I will not be up that early. Um, I wish I was cool enough
1: for that, but you know.
0: The last. I like sunset. <laughs> it's okay, I like I like sunset too. Um, well, that actually leads really perfectly into the next one. I didn't set them up this way on purpose, but are you an early bird or a night owl?
1: I am a night owl, and you know, honestly, this is something I work with uh, in, on in therapy that it's okay to be a night owl and to uh, just make use of my productive hours. Because you know, you always hear this thing like. People that are productive get up early and they do all the things. And I'm like, yeah, but what if I can get them done at 10 PM? <laughs> yeah.
0: I I so, definitely you see know. what you're saying there. I feel like there's this idea of like in order to crush the day, in order to, you know, be the best, be it a business owner, dietitian, person in right. general, like get up and seize the morning. But it's totally valid to be like, well, I'm more productive in the evening. So maybe when the early birds are sleeping, I can still be working, and then vice versa, I guess.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just everybody's got their own internal clock. Everybody does their thing. And, you know, we do need to protect our sleep and make sure that we like our circadian rhythms don't get totally messed up, which can happen to mine.
0: Yep, I I couldn't agree more. So uh, takeaway from, I guess that question is, it's okay to be either.
1: (laughs) It is okay to be either.
0: Yeah, Um, final one that I have, and actually uh, I'm laughing at the accuracy of these questions that I have planned. We were talking about this before we even hit record. I promise Mm -hmm. you I did not remember it was one of the questions, but Zoom meetings or in person, what do you prefer? Oh
1: my gosh. Yeah. So I think I'm, Zoom fatigue is real. I think that I prefer in person. And I think it's kind of finally come to this where I, I like the idea of being able to work from home, but I don't actually like working from home.
0: (laughs) You're like, it it sounds great in theory, but when I've yeah. been doing it for seven months, <laughs> maybe a yeah. little bit different than I anticipated. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I feel um, I feel confident doing Zoom Zoom nutrition counseling. I enjoy it. My clients benefit, but there's just something about that in-person feel where I can just read somebody's body language better. I feel like they can read mine better. We're focused. We're grounded. It just feels good. But um, thank God for technology, right? Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, like we can still get, I feel like 85, 90% of that
0: Yeah, via, well,
1: via telehealth.
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully sooner rather than later, I don't really have a prediction or a timeline. Maybe uh, everyone else doesn't either, but maybe sooner rather than later, you'll be able to get more back into that in person, um, yeah. at least as much as you would like or prefer to. So um, thanks for hanging in with me through our this or that segment of the podcast. But now as we kind of get into some of the other questions and other topics, before we go there, I would love for you to just share a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do for anyone who might not be quite familiar with you or your work yet.
1: Yeah, so I'm a registered dietitian and I'm based in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I got my master's in public health, which I feel like helps me stay kind of aware of um, just all the systems that affect our individual behaviors. And that's something that I really like to bring into my sessions. I see clients Uh, Full time in my private practice. I did work part time at an eating disorder clinic for a while, but I've been full time for about a month now, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, And my focus area is mostly female reproductive health and Mm -hmm. then eating disorders, disordered eating, and diabetes. I really love gestational diabetes, Mm -hmm. which sounds super nerdy, Um, but it is one of my areas that I really love. And then Another area that I also really like, which I think is something that you want to talk about today Mm -hmm. is hypothalamic amenorrhea. So helping, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) helping people get a missing period back Mm -hmm. um, that might have come about due to some disordered eating or exercise or some other factors. Um, So that's a little bit about me. I feel like I should throw a fun fact in there. Um, You know, if... Dance studios were open, I probably would get back to taking ballet classes because that is something I really enjoy.
0: <laughs> well, look at that. We we not only got a fun fact in the about you section, but we also got five more fun facts in the this or that. <laughs> so I feel like we yeah. have a, a balance of the fun facts and not that everything else that you said isn't also a fun fact, but I guess the more professional facts. We got a balance. Exactly. Of
1: exactly. Yeah. exactly.
0: Yeah. You have um a lot of interest in the field of dietetics. I feel like every dietitian who I ever connect with, it's like, we all have maybe like one or two main areas of interest or where we like to focus but you just rattled off like five or six. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed at the, the breadth of knowledge there for sure.
1: Um, yeah, well you, it sounds like it's a lot of different things, but honestly, they're super interconnected. Connected. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: like we'll, we'll chat more about missing periods and disordered eating, but mm-hmm. that's kind of like a body thing that happens because of a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. And, um, gestational diabetes and pregnancy that's just kind of a a reproductive health interest that i have but when you take a disordered eating lens to it there's a lot of healing that can happen and a lot more flexibility and um i mean hormones are just like this interconnected web of uh like on and off switches and so it's a lot more interconnected than it sounds but um I I have thought about that, how there's a lot of dietitians, even a lot of like business expertise that says niche down, niche down, niche down. And I'm like, I don't think I can any more than this because I just really do feel passionate about all of these topics and, um, and really feel like I, um, I, I can do it and, um, yeah, I don't really know where I'm going with that. You might need to cut that part out right there. (laughs)
0: No, but but I I, I totally, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. I guess from one perspective, when you're kind of listing off all of these areas of interest or expertise, I could see from one perspective, it's like, wow, that's so many things. And then at the same time, when we look a little bit deeper, we're like, well, they are all connected for sure. Yeah. I know our listeners can't see you, but I love the hand motions that you're doing. <laughs> you're saying everything's interconnected and your, your fingers are intertwined, your hands are going everywhere because you know all the things that you mentioned definitely are related to one another in, in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. So actually something that you mentioned a minute ago and you're so very right and on point that it is one thing that I would love to talk about but before we even get to some more questions that I have on missing periods, why that happens, if there can be or when there can be a connection between disordered eating, eating disordered patterns, I think it might be really helpful for our listeners to first and foremost just define HA or. Hypo, hypothalamic amenorrhea. I have a very hard time saying that because there are so <laughs> many syllables and it feels like a very medicalized term, but I guess we can just abbreviate it HA for the purpose of this conversation. But for anyone who maybe has never heard that before, that's a weird, unfamiliar term. Would you just mind offering a little bit more on what that is and what that refers to?
1: Yeah. So hypo, hypothalamic amenorrhea is how I say it. I don't know if that's the way to say it, but you're right. I've heard
0: it that way. I've heard it the way that I, I've heard it a thousand different ways. Again, it's one of those words that it's like potato, potato. We know what we're saying when we pronounce it. Yes, Exactly.
1: Exactly. So if we break it down, so hypothalamic means it's referring to um, your hypothalamus, which Mm -hmm. is an organ kind of near near your brain Mm -hmm. that is responsible for kind of that switchboard, kind of turning things off and turning things on in your body hormonally. And it's kind of like it, it senses a lot of things in your body too. So you can kind of picture this little guy in there who's looking at everything that's happening in your body, making sure everything's okay. And it depends on a lot of signals from your body in order to turn things on and turn things off. Mm-hmm. So that's your hypothalamus. Amenorrhea means missing period. Mm-hmm. So what's happening essentially is your hypothalamus is sensing that something in your body is off and so it's turning off the uh, downward signals to your reproductive system, and that makes you get a missing period. Mm -hmm. In a male, this might also happen and have similar symptoms, but obviously there's guys don't get periods, males Mm -hmm. don't get periods, so different things happen. Similar presentation can happen, and that's kind of um, uh, where you might get into oh gosh, relative any energy deficiency syndrome, right? Uh Reds, Um, But coming back to female reproductive health, essentially hypothalamic amenorrhea, HA happens for one of three different reasons, and it could be all three. Mm -hmm. Over exercise, under eating, or lots of mental stress. And... um, it is some combination of those three things, but essentially, your body is sensing, hey, something's not right out there in the world, we're not getting enough nutrition or we're too stressed out. It's not safe to hypothetically get pregnant. doesn't matter if you want to get pregnant right. we're talking biology here yep. <laughs> your uh-huh. your body's thinking in uh in reproduction mode because you know that's how the human species has survived uh-huh. that's evolution right um, and if your body is sensing that it's not safe in the world to get pregnant. You're not going to ovulate because you're, and you're going to have like lower levels of estrogen and other hormones, which can impact lots of different things in your body. Um, so not only can it impact fertility if, if pregnancy is one of your goals, but there are a lot of other, um, health issues associated with having a missing period because Mm -hmm. of under-eating, over-exercise, or um, lots of mental stress, so hypothalamic amenorrhea. Um, So yeah, in essence, that's what HA is.
0: Yeah. And a couple of things stood out to me as you were giving a little bit more information and describing what that term refers to. First and foremost, I mean, something that I talk to my clients about all the time is how smart our bodies are, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that our body is able to recognize something's off here, either in my physical environment, in my, you know, internal environment, but something might not be uh, going on that is going to be helpful for my body to. Raise a baby to grow a baby, right? I think it's just so um, important to really focus on how smart our body is. That mm-hmm. when it notices something's off, it tweaks how it's working in order to protect us in a way, right? But yeah. I'm kind of curious too, because from your perspective, I mean, a couple of the other things that you mentioned as a, as a reason why this could be going on, you said under eating or under our bodies and over exercising. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you see this all the time in your work. But if we look at the world that we live in, those two things are oftentimes promoted, especially on social media, but as Mm -hmm. the quote unquote healthy thing to do or the quote unquote normal thing to be doing. Right. Um, I mean, do you see that at all in your practice? It's like, are people ever coming to you being like, but I'm doing the Healthy thing. I'm doing the quote right thing for my body. Do you ever see it presenting that way where someone's like, I don't understand what's going on because I feel like I'm being quote unquote healthy?
1: Yeah, 100%. It's totally glorified to work out for multiple hours per day and do high intensity cardio for a lot of that. And it's totally glorified to cut out carbs and to eat super, super quote unquote clean or healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, And when that, and and to be in a small body where maybe you see a lot of muscles or things like that, or to pursue that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's even more so of an issue when somebody who is not in a small body Mm -hmm. is missing a period because it's even their doctors telling them to do this, Mm -hmm. You need to lose weight, to be healthy, but then they end up losing their periods. What, how, how is that healthy? (laughs) It's it's not. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's 100% really a big issue. I think, um, my clients in smaller bodies end up having somewhat of an easier time Mm -hmm. simply because of the fat phobic world that we live in Mm -hmm. and, um, that they are being kind of like opposite end up being in this place where they're opposite shamed by their doctors. Like, Oh, you did this to yourself. Like you have an eating disorder. Like, what are you doing? You need to gain weight to get your period back. Um, which just kind of makes them pissed off with the medical system in a, in a totally different way. Um, so yeah, it, it really is sad that um we, we put, People in this situation where they end up really damaging their bodies because of what society and their doctors are telling them to do.
0: Mm -hmm. And two, you know, something that you just spoke to. I mean, we are recording this right now in the midst of Weight Stigma Awareness Week. Of course, Mm -hmm. it won't be released, but I think what you just mentioned speaks really well to the fact of weight stigma in the medical community and people receiving different recommendations for example someone being encouraged to engage in disordered eating patterns as a means to be quote unquote healthy and then other mm-hmm. people being shamed for it like what the heck have you been doing right so you know i, I think that's a, a whole entirely different rabbit hole and of course something important important to speak about for sure but one thing i'm kind of interested to dive into here in a moment before we touch on a recent instagram post that you had that really stood out to me But um, I have come across a a couple of people in my practice, you know, just in my career as a dietitian. And this has mostly been with younger individuals, younger women. I'm sure it happens to individuals of all ages, but um, almost this idea that, oh, yeah, I'm missing my period. It's not that big of a deal. I'm not really going to worry about it. Kind of almost minimizing this thing that can actually be a really serious Mm -hmm. health concern and an indication that something is going on that needs attention. Do you ever see that at all in your practice? It's like, oh yeah, I haven't had my period in X number of months. I'm not really worried about it. Or I've even had some people share with me, my doctor's not worried about it. Like, what are your kind of responses to, I guess that level of, um, I don't want to say not caring apathy. Yeah. I guess that's, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I, I think that, I mean, okay. One periods suck. (laughs) They really do. (laughs) Nobody wants to bleed monthly and have cramps and all that kind of stuff. Um, but if pregnancy is not a goal for you, then, and in your mind, what you've been taught about your period and about your body is purely that this is a sign that you can get pregnant and pregnancy is not on your radar radar in the next couple of years or ever, even if that's not something mm-hmm. you want, then it it doesn't seem like it's that big of a deal. Especially if maybe you were on birth control at some point and you stopped getting your period because of birth control. It can be kind of like something that's a little bit hard to grasp. Mm-hmm. So that's where we need to start looking. What are the other signs and symptoms that your body is undernourished mm-hmm. that can go along with a missing period? That might be something like low libido, Mm -hmm. feeling cold all the time or hungry all the time, um, having brittle hair and nails. Um, And then a more serious concern can be stress fractures and brittle bones, essentially. So osteoporosis or osteopenia. Mm -hmm. Those are serious, serious concerns that have nothing to do with your fertility, but can go along with a missing period. And I also wanna say, like, you don't have to be missing your period to also experience those things. And this might kind of touch more yeah. on the, uh-huh. that Instagram post you're, um, you're wanting to address. But um, there's, it's, it's, a, it's a sign, it's a vital sign that there's a cascade of hormones that is not happening that is really important to happen. And we can't just use the pill to fix all of that. Um, because the pill is not making you ovulate. The pill is not giving you enough estrogen to protect protect your bones. The pill is just kind of helping your uterine lining build up and shed and build up and shed, which can be helpful for um, preventing endometrial cancer, which is also important. But getting your period is a really vital sign that things are doing what they're supposed to do in your body
0: yeah i love it love that idea and that reminder of not only viewing this as like yay I have a period or, Ooh, I have a period, however, that's going to want to be, uh, received or referred to, but also kind of viewing it as this larger sign that there's a larger cascade of reactions in my body that are happening, that need to be happening to protect me on on many different, different levels. So, um, I love that perspective and reframe as well, but, you know, since you brought it up a moment ago, you're so very right that it does touch on the posts that I want to chat about here for a moment, but, um, you have... a post on Instagram probably a couple weeks ago at this point, but your wording there in the post was something along the lines of, I have it quoted here in my notes, but I can't remember if I paraphrased it or if it was your direct quote. um, (laughs) It's something along the lines of not all females with eating disorders lose their periods. And you don't have to have a diagnosed eating disorder to have HA. Your story and your struggle still count. So would you mind sharing a little bit more about this and maybe why it happens to some people where they're still getting a cycle and they could still be struggling with disordered eating patterns?
1: Yeah. So let's touch on the the first half of that post, mm-hmm. how not all females with an eating disorder lose their period. Um, I think this is super important and, um, so the the DSM, which is the kind of set of diagnoses that therapists and psychiatrists and psychologists use to diagnose mental health conditions, it used to say that for anorexia nervosa, you had to have amenorrhea. Mm-hmm. And when the new sets so of DSM-5 came out in like whenever that was, 2012, I think, they had to take, they took that out because they finally realized that they were seeing people who had anorexia behaviorally even at low weights that were still not like still having their period. My biological theory for that is that some people just have bodies that want to survive that bodies that want to keep reproducing. And that's just evolution. (laughs) We might, and, and you can think about how many different people groups across history have gone through famines and still survived and still had families and things like that. Um, that doesn't mean it doesn't do damage to your body in other ways and to your mind and your quality of life. Mm-hmm. And even if you're still getting your period, there could be other signs and symptoms that things aren't working properly. And I mentioned some of those earlier. It might be a nutrient deficiency. It might be feeling cold all the time. It might be, uh, excessive hunger and binge eating, it might be um, just lots of body dysmorphia or constipation or diarrhea. There's so, many, there's so many other factors that can help us figure out if we need to do more renourishment to your body besides just getting your period back. And I will say even, um, even if like, you do get your period back in the process of recovering from your eating disorder, that doesn't mean you're done there. There's, prob- there's likely and often more work to be done. And then on the other half of that post, I do see people who have HA, who, if they went to a therapist, the therapist might not necessarily diagnose them with a full-blown eating disorder. They might have more disordered eating, or maybe they've just done a couple diets, and it doesn't necessarily, um, they might have some body image concerns, um, but they don't necessarily feel so stuck that they can't make changes right now um in order to get their periods back. Um, and where this I think is a struggle for some people is that when they might see somebody who is posting on Instagram about HA or um, missing periods, they might be focusing a lot on the disordered eating aspect and they might see disordered eating and say, wait, I don't have that. I'm just trying to eat healthy. Mm and kind of feel a little lost so that's something i wanted to put there out there in the world and say hey like if your period is not there you still deserve help even if you don't have an eating disorder um and the other piece to that too is i think that there's a lot of people that uh could be diagnosed with an eating disorder who show up in my office i can't diagnose that because it's a mental health diagnosis right but um if I did have that scope of practice, I, I do think that a lot of them might qualify for that. But there are the there are a couple that I've seen who are ready, just like motivated, and it's un- a little uncomfortable for them to eat more food and reduce exercise in order to get their periods back. Mm-hmm. But um, it's not so severely distressing as it might be for somebody who has been in like residential treatment and has stepped down and is now seeing me an outpatient for their eating disorder. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the full explanation of that post.
0: It was a lot more than just one post. There's a lot of thought and kind of nuance and a lot that goes into just kind of one post and one idea like that. But as you were, were speaking, I guess that kind of sets me up pretty well for you kind know, of the, the final question before we talk about where people can find you and plug your content and all of that. But if someone is maybe listening to the show right now, cause I'd like to make these episodes as tactical, as actionable as possible. If someone is like really identifying with. This really resonates with me. Maybe I'm missing a cycle. Maybe I haven't been taking it seriously and I do need to do something about it. Um, So again, if someone is here listening and they are having irregularities with their cycle and maybe they are thinking after hearing you speak and kind of list out some of the things that can impact that, they're maybe starting to think, Wow, maybe it is a result of I'm not eating enough, or maybe I'm overexercising. Maybe it is stress related. And again, maybe until this point they had never really looked at those behaviors and viewed them as anything other than quote unquote super healthy. But if they're mm-hmm. kind of um seeing the light, if you will, like, wow, maybe this is something to think about. Where would you maybe recommend that they start? either learning more or getting curious about maybe where they are and what they might need to do or just start thinking about to get their bodies back to a place where they are nourished, they're having a regular cycle, etc. And I know you might have to very much generalize this answer because mm-hmm. people might be at a lot of different stages of this process, but generally speaking there.
1: Yeah. Um, so one thing that's important to mention is that there's so many reasons why your period might be missing beyond just those things. Um, And this it could be due to something more medically complicated or it could be due to low thyroid. You could have PCOS. So one thing that could be important to get ruled out is PCOS. or I guess I should say, some people get misdiagnosed with PCOS. So HA is something to rule out before getting the PCOS diagnosis. So talking to your doctor about a full spectrum of hormone labs, mm-hmm. say, I'm concerned about this, and I want to make sure that I get the right diagnosis so I can get the right help that I need. Mm-hmm. That's a really important step. Obviously, I'm taking clients.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you yourself, <still>? go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm seeing virtual clients right now and, um, depending on where you live, potentially might be able to take your insurance. So cost is, um, oh, I like, I, I want to make sure that we can take into account, um, cost here and people's different financial needs. Um, I am taking clients and you can find more info about me on my website, which is www.feedyourzest.com. But then there's also a book out there called No Period, Now What? That is really, really helpful. It's a thick honkin' book. I don't think I have it up here or I'll show you. But it's a thick book by Dr. Nicola Rinaldi, and it's very comprehensive um, and super helpful. But if you're somebody who is like, I can't just read a book. I need somebody one-on-one, I can help. There's also other dietitians out there that maybe might take your insurance or live closer to you if you feel like you need to see somebody in person.
0: Mm -hmm. And I I think that's a really important kind of um, step-by-step process that you laid out. It's like, well, it could be happening for a lot of different reasons. So check with your medical provider. And I love that the phraseology that you just used of, hey, I'm really concerned about this. Can I get, you know, some tests done? Can we take this seriously? Because I want to make sure that I get an idea of what's actually going on and not a Mm -hmm. misdiagnosis. And then once an individual maybe has that, or they have more of an idea, absolutely seeking out someone like yourself. Um, The book that you mentioned, you said, no period, now what? That's the, Mm -hmm. the the title yeah yes yes okay. yeah it's so. a really great book something else I want to
1: throw out there uh-huh. is that if you suspect that your doctor um, has any and even an ounce of fat phobia mm-hmm. <laughs> or weight stigma and you live in a larger body and you are missing your period it is possible to have a missing period and be in a larger body you do not have to be underweight Quote unquote underweight, according to the BMI, Mm -hmm. uh, to get a hypothalamic amenorrhea diagnosis. We can use labs, we can look at behaviors. You do not automatically have PCOS if you live in a larger body. Um, And even some people in the quote unquote normal BMI, doctors will still be like, oh, I don't know, like you're not underweight, so you can't have HA. That's, That's not how that works. You need to look at the labs. So there actually is a really, also on Dr. Rinaldi's website, she has a, um, like a little fact sheet on diagnosing PCOS versus HA that if anybody who's hearing this feels like, oh, I feel like, yeah, that might happen to me if I go to my doctor, go to that website, print that out. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really, really helpful. You can bring it into your doctor.
0: Yeah. And I think too, I, I really appreciate how you reiterate, like this is not guesswork. We're going to look at the labs. We're not saying, Ooh. oh, I fall into this, you know, weight category based on the BMI scale. So it must be this, right? Because again, I have heard people say, oh yeah, they, you know, gave me this diagnosis. No, you know, blood work, anything like that. They're just kind of Mm -hmm. guessing, or they just said this was probable. So I, I really appreciate you reiterating that at the end, like here's this resource, take, take it with you. If there's that, you know, fear or uncertainty there, and also just be very adamant that I need a blood test. You need to actually see what's going on and not yeah. have guesswork be the diagnosis. So right. um, Hansi, it's been really great to have you on, to learn from you. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, your insight, you know, a, a little bit more about what it is that you do. So I know you just plugged your website there a couple of mm-hmm. moments ago, but um in addition to that, if someone is looking for more information, they wanna creep on you a little bit for lack of a better term. <laughs> <laughs> Um, where are the other places, if any, where they can do that?
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me on, Claire. It's been really fun to talk to you. Um, my Instagram is where I'm most active and that is at womens.health.dietician. Um, and then if you are a dietetics student and you're interested in health at every size or intuitive eating, or you're an intern, Or just hearing me and Claire talk about this, I do also run an online course called Nourish Your Knowledge, which we didn't talk about like at all during this. (laughs) Um, And Nourish Your Knowledge does have a a Facebook group if you want to join that for more information. Um, That would probably be the easiest way to find out more there. Um, But yeah, my website and my Instagram page are where you can find me for more of the female reproductive health type of information.
0: Okay, so it sounds like you have resources for both um, people wanting to learn, potential clients, but also for um, professionals and future professionals as well. Yes, so look at that! I love the the um, lots of opportunities to to get involved with you and learn from you for sure. Well, um, Mackenzie, again, thank you so much for being here for your time for your knowledge. I always do a little sign off here at the end of the podcast. So um, yours, Julie, Claire, and Mackenzie. And that's a wrap on our episode today, episode 113 here on the Yours Truly podcast with the lovely Mackenzie Caldwell as our guest thank you again so much for being here for spending a little bit of your time with Mackenzie and I today as always if you love what you're hearing here on the podcast if you want to keep hearing more and you want to help other people also find the show the best way to help us out to say thank you to help grow the message of the podcast is to tap those five stars and to leave a review as well a little reminder reminder from the giveaway that I shared with you at the beginning of the episode. If you tap those five stars, you leave a rating and review now until the end of November, you will be entered to win our giveaway attitude of gratitude month. But I am giving away a spot in my intuitive eating discovery course for free. All you gotta do, tap those five stars, leave a review. And if you don't have Apple Podcasts, you can share about the show and tag me on social media and that will gain you entry into the giveaway as well. But that is all I have for you today, my friend. I hope you have a wonderful start to your November and I will be back next Wednesday with another episode of our show. But until then, take care.